Hi guys, this is Zarina at Heal and Learn. I have the pleasure to welcome beautiful Nicole Brenny to the channel. Nicole Brady is a Cards of Truth and Holistic Coach, Cards of Truth uh, consultant and a holistic coach. Um, she's the person who trained Alfredo Diaz, who some of you have seen on my channel. And is I don't know how to... I have only beautiful things to say about Nicole because I've somehow uh, tracked her path in the past few years. First of all... Uh, Hi, Nicole. I'd like people to see your face to see how beautiful you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're being so nice. Hello, everyone. And hello. <laughs> Hi, you're looking great. Um, I first saw uh, Nicole when she started publishing some videos about uh, uh, what Venus would look like or what Rahu would look like or um, impersonations of planets. And that was really cool because it was such a combination of astrology knowledge and knowledge and artistic expression that I simply loved her from this point on. Then I know I followed her through. She she appeared briefly on the Leo King, um, and then you you moved to Costa Rica, Nicole, for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then I lost track of you. But then Alfredo, your student came up <laughs> he contacted me and then i remembered you again and here you were a year later after your experience in costa rica coming up with a video on your reflections about looking for answers within and that's what grabbed me a lot and i'd like to talk to you about your views so what yeah. brought you to yeah I was just going to say you probably a lot of people, especially the my viewers that I've had before, because I do have a lot of viewers on my channel, Listen to the Stars. And I'm sure a lot of people had a similar experience where they didn't hear from me for a while because I didn't post videos for most of 2020 and I barely was on my Instagram. So I, I was like in a really deep state of reflection. And of course, with the coronavirus, just like being at home by myself and with just a few other people, you know, like I wasn't really putting a lot of energy into my channel or anything like that. So I didn't, I didn't fully disappear, but yeah, of course I wasn't posting videos or anything like that. And I was really giving myself a chance to just be with myself. Mm -hmm. And being in, with yourself brought you to some serious conclusions and views on life. And uh, when I listened to you for the first time, I was quite surprised because there are very few astrologers that, um, that, or you're not, you're not specifically an astrologer, but you are also an astrologer, considering the cards of truth are a part astrology as well, part tarot, part astrology. And I do astrology too. Like I have yeah. studied Vedic astrology as well, yes. Uh, okay, so there you go. So there are not a lot of astrologers that think this way, that uh, things are not predetermined. So there's a big question about free will and predetermination when it comes to self-development and astrology combined. And so now you're taking a bit of a different stance. Yeah, well, I think ultimately, I don't know if I'm taking a stance. I just think that where I've, after like a lot of thinking and also like just tapping into my intuition, I guess there's just always that end result and all this thinking and feeling that we really don't know. Like there's no way for us to know if we can change our destiny or not. And I just now know after all this reflection and also when i was in this quarantine period especially in the beginning 
I was living in, so this is a little bit of an aside, but I'll get back to that. But I was living in this environment in Costa Rica where it was like incredibly humid. And so I, I kind of had this inkling that something weird was going to happen where I was going to be trapped outside of my country, which I am from the U S. So I was a, I was an American citizen living in Costa Rica. And I just had this feeling and I saw in my cards that I would probably be locked out of my country for an extended period of time. So during my last trip, I brought back a lot of stuff, art supplies, books, journals, like so many suitcases of like just crazy amounts of art supplies and things like that and books that I wanted to read and everything. And um, I was living in a place in the beginning that was like really well ventilated and super sunny and really nice and all my stuff was doing really well. But then the rainy season came and I moved and I didn't have like such a nice ventilated place anymore. It was quieter, but it wasn't as ventilated and nice. And so my stuff started to like get moldy, like actually like things were falling apart, getting moldy and just like um, disintegrating in front of my eyes. So what ended up happening was I went through all my books as well as my art supplies and I kind of put them in order of importance, like which books do I want to read before they get moldy and disintegrate? And also like which books should I try to store inside of airtight containers to save them? And I had so many spiritual books that like um, just random books that I thought would be helpful for me to study, to teach my classes and also just that I always wanted to read. And those were like the first books that I wanted to read. So I went through this period of a couple of months where I was just like reading every day and kind of in like a really fast pace, because if I didn't read them fast enough, they would get moldy. And then I actually have a kind of intense reaction to mold on my fingertips where if I touch something moldy my skin starts to peel off so like there was a certain point where I was reading these books where I was like actually flipping the pages with sticks (laughs) because I was like having this terrible reaction on my fingertips and um so I consumed a lot of spiritual information externally in a very short period of time and then at the same time I wasn't seeing anybody I was just going to the ocean finally we could surf again. So I was just surfing. There wasn't a lot of interaction. So it was just like intense spiritual reading and then isolation. And, um, I really got to this point to surf before. Yeah. We weren't allowed to surf for a while. So it was just a lot. It was a really hard time. And people were like, Oh, you were living in paradise. Like it must've been amazing. And of course it was, and I feel lucky, but it was also hard. Like it was hard to, I was living on the ocean and seeing the ocean from my window, but I wasn't able to touch it or go near it, or I'd get an $800 ticket. Like it was just this psychologically disturbing thing. And I'm so in love with the ocean that like, it's like seeing a person that you love, but you can't touch them. It's just really was that intense for me. Yeah. Anyways. So long story short, I was reading all this material and to go back to that question of like, you know, is, is our future predetermined? Well, when I was reading for me, that didn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that we know or that we don't know. And I think a lot of my life path is about like coming to terms with the fact that I can't predict everything and I can't know everything and that there is this unknown and I have to become comfortable with it. But what the missing piece, I think, from all these spiritual books, and I read so many from different eras, the early 1900s, the 30s, the 50s, I was reading from every different era. I really took from that the fact that what's most important is the fact that we're using our willpower. Like when it comes down to it, it's our willpower that 
needs to be expressed. And I've heard Ernst say this before. I've, I've seen this come up when I was reading astrology texts, but then it really became clear to me that it doesn't really matter if we can predict things or not. It matters that we are really in tune with what it is that we want and what it is that we need and that we're using our will to go after that, whether or not it's going to happen or not. And the fact that we just use that willpower is what's important. And so that also involves like taking responsibility for your life. That also involves like um, not that also involves empowering yourself, truly stepping into your power. And so then after coming to that conclusion was many months of thinking about like, well, what actually empowers an individual and what disempowers them. And then and then that is how I started to think more about like, well, how do we actually use astrology, tarot cards and the cards of truth as they stand right now? So it's become a, a little bit more complex than that. But does that make sense so far? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I, I actually had a, a similar short conversation with somebody from uh, from the meditation and channeling group that we have with the shaman. And one of the participants uh, who is also an astrologer shared that whenever uh, people come to him for readings, um, that 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 he feels are uh, or or their chart shows they're weak in i mean i can't say a weak chart but a, a character that is either at a low place in their life with a depression or just feel down at the moment or, or are just people with a weak will i would even say um they wouldn't follow through with his advice anyhow so he said that the ones that take action are anyhow the ones that are any that are already empowered and strong. And for them, astrology works because he says uh, sometimes it really becomes like a dependency that uh, people come over and over again. I tell them something and I did, then I get irritated that they don't take any action. Right. So, yeah. So I kind of I, I love that he's saying that. And for a while I was like getting I was really coming from that approach of like, well, each individual has a different chart and I need to kind of look at what their needs are based off of their individual chart. But ultimately my spiritual path is more so about looking at the big picture. And when I truly like, this was really hard for me. This is something I struggled with and shed many tears over. But when I truly zoom out, at least my truth tells me that astrology in and of itself is limited and could be flawed you know like we as human beings are not god you know mm -hmm. it, it's not like god himself came down and brought astrology like astrology was filtered through the vessels of a human being and human beings are innately imperfect and so for me okay i'm gonna get back to like why I still like astrology and I still like tarot and I still like the cards of truth and I still think they're valuable, but I really need to put this into a context because ultimately I know in my heart that something outside of myself, whether it's tarot, astrology, or the cards of truth cannot fully show me who I am and what I need and what my potentials or weaknesses are. I know that. And I, I know that even while I promote it and while I teach it, but I feel like if we if we come into these different modalities, giving them all of our faith, all of our trust, I feel like we're making a really dangerous mistake on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. What, where I've found is that I don't think that the cards of truth, astrology and tarot are innately bad. I just think that at a certain point in a person's spiritual path, and I'm not saying that this point is more evolved 
or better or any of those um, qualities, just at a different point in a person's path, everyone needs to, on their, on their personal spiritual path, finally take responsibility, finally show the pure use of the will. And that will happen at some point or another. Maybe that happens before astrology or after astrology comes into the path. Maybe astrology is not even a point in that path. But like it's become really clear to me that unless we are really fully taking responsibility for ourselves and we're fully standing in our power, can we really fully evolve spiritually? And how can we do that? How can we fully be empowered if we are letting something outside of ourselves tell us who we are or tell us our restrictions or tell us our potentials. Like I have so many clients that have come to me that are like, I want to be an astrologer, but 10 astrologers have already told me I can't be, you know, and they're literally putting off this desire that they have to be an astrologer for years because they're waiting for that permission from somebody outside of themselves to tell them who it is that they are, what it is that they could be, if, if, or if not, they could be successful. And I feel like we're in this, I, I don't even want to use the words related to what we're going through globally, globally right now, but globally, we're literally in this amazing, insane, terrible power play already of waiting for permission to do anything. And so like, I just feel and see that it's so important that no matter who you are, no matter how good at something you think you are or how terrible at something you think you are or how many weaknesses you feel like you have to overcome until you fully step into your power and you take responsibility and you work through that on your own without waiting for permission or somebody to validate you. Like it's just, you're not going to fully step into that, um, into your truth. You know, it, it's just, you can't, there, you the just simply, life. yeah. You just can't. And I, I think about it as like an abusive relationship. Like if you compare a healthy relationship to an abusive relationship, the differences are very clear. In a healthy relationship, a partner empowers their, you know, their partner and their um, they reflect back to them who they are and they are supportive and loving and kind. In an abusive relationship, the abusive partner spends all of their time trying to define their partner for them, right? Telling them who they are, what they can do, waiting to give them permission or not waiting, letting them wait while they give permission. And so I think that astrology and tarot and the cards of truth are all incredible. And I'll explain how I think they should and could be used and how I try to use them and all of that. But as a long-term thing, as a long-term element in your life, I don't think you can fully step into your spiritual power unless you step away from these things mm -hmm. or using them in the way that they are currently used. And so I'm not saying they're bad or that they're demonic or anything like that. Like that's the last thing that I'm saying. What I'm saying is I really truly believe that when I've looked at people that have like, you know, done incredible things in the world, they don't wait for permission. They don't let anything outside of themselves tell them who it is that they are and what it is they could or should do. They, they um, create that, they define that for themselves and that's where their power comes. And so I just see that it's incredibly hard to do a reading without being like, well, this is what's going to happen in three months. And this is where your weaknesses are. And this is where your strengths are. It's, it's hard to do that. It's like there's that system is not set up for that. So how um, and do you so do it instead? 
So, well, let me just clarify something because I don't want to say the cards of truth or tarot or astrology are bad, but I'm going to give an example, but I don't want it to be misconstrued because I don't think it's the best metaphor for what I'm trying to express yet, but it's the best one that I have. So let's take the instance of like you break your leg, right? You break your leg or you break both of your legs and you're on bed rest, right? And there's a doctor that's with you and a nurse that's with you because you can afford one. Okay. So in that case, you have both legs broken. You can't do anything for yourself. The nurse has to take you to the bathroom and help you change your clothes and help you shower and all this kind of stuff. At least that's what I assume. I never broke both legs, but I'm just giving this exaggerated example. Mm -hmm. And you have to go to the doctor to see, okay, well, what kind of medications can I do I have to take? Which ones should I not take? Um, what is it should, that I should be doing to help the healing process? Okay. So there's a certain point in time that you are going to have a nurse and a doctor and maybe even family members that are helping and supporting you and taking care of you while your legs are broken. So imagine that a person that legs are finally healed still um, is calling their doctor every day and having their nurse helping them go to the bathroom and take a shower and change their clothes. It doesn't make sense. And in fact, it impedes upon a person that is already has full, two fully healed legs, right? It doesn't make sense. It, it, it just gets in the way. And so what I'm trying to say, like, which I know this isn't a good example and it's giving kind of like a bad, a bad connotation to the cards and astrology, but I really do think there are certain points in our lives where the cards and astrology are incredibly helpful and are healing and just help us to get to that point where we feel ready to walk on our own two feet again. I know that because I was there and the cards of truth changed my life and they helped me and they helped me heal and all of that. But I don't want to say that everyone that comes to astrology or the cards is broken or needs healing. Like that's the last thing that I'm trying to suggest. But I know that for me, there was a time in my life where these modalities like ultimately brought me to a point where I felt ready to, to really listen to my own intuition and I do not think that I would, I would be at this point if I did not have those systems. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying cards of truth are bad or astrology is bad or tarot is bad. I'm just saying that if there's a point that you arrive to in your life that there's sometimes a point that you arrive to in your life that they impede your spiritual progress because there's a certain point in your life where you have the ability to fully step into your power. And I truly think that, and I truly see that, and I truly believe that, and I feel that in my own self, and I can only speak from what I have, uh, have observed and also my own path. I can't speak to anybody else's experience. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I first started um, being more interested in astrology and getting some readings was, especially when I was at a low, when I was and I've noticed with other people, whenever they're at a crisis, they have gone through a breakup or they, uh, they've lost their job or they're looking for a job or whatever. Uh, a situation where they feel they need a bit of a push, a bit of a, a bit more support. This is when they're looking for the help of an astrologer to begin with. Later on, they may, it may become a habit. But, but that's the initial drive is I need help. You know, it's, it's like a, it's almost like a psychologist, but in the end with the psychologist, you can also get um, 
addicted to psychology. I know people that that are going to psychologists for a very long time, five five years, and they still go to a psychologist. And that, but maybe it's a different one. Um, and yesterday I had a talk to somebody who does access consciousness, and we were talking exactly about uh, people sticking to techniques, to methods basically a similar thing to what you're saying just from taken from a different perspective not from the predictive perspective but from the perspective of uh, of consciousness healing because there's so many things out there like access consciousness for example i don't know if you've heard but um the, uh, apparently i'm not an ex, uh, access consciousness specialist but they have tools and techniques and um the one who creates them at some point becomes like a guru i don't even know his name but a lot of people who are not, I don't, I also don't want to call them evolved, spiritually evolved, but maybe who are not there on their path yet, see the person, they idolize the person, and they follow what he's saying instead of looking for his answers, although he's preaching exactly that. So it's very similar to astrology and to cards of truth where people are not, you know, also looking for an external answer. In, in the same way, these tools and techniques like from access consciousness are supposed to be used to empower you and to help you reach your own answer. But people are still looking for idols to, to give them the answer. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I experienced and I love my audience. I love um, the people that comment on my videos and my students and all of that, but I have had some uncomfortable moments where I can tell a person is idolizing me or for instance i've had multiple emails more than you'd care to hear about that were like will you be my guru or you are my guru and i just don't like i don't think it is healthy to put others on a pedestal for instance mm -hmm. i've had role models in my life not very many but there are some people i consider role models people that i'm like wow they lived a really good life I um, admire their path. I admire the work that they've done, but I've never, I've never, I feel at least that I've never had that inclination to be like, okay, I just need to follow everything this person says or does or whatever. And so when I feel other people do that to me, it doesn't feel healthy. For instance, I don't even let my students um, like copy me. So when I say something when I teach, I guess, I don't teach anything that can be memorized. I teach processes and ways of thinking in which my students can arrive at their own knowledge, which is incredibly rewarding as a teacher because then I'm constantly learning from my students because they're using these methods and coming up with all different types of new information dependent upon who they are. It's amazing. Like, I just don't understand why other people would even want to teach like, okay, just repeat after me and now mm -hmm. spread this exact same thing that I said. There's no new knowledge being created that way. So I think it's just an unhealthy way that, I mean, that's just traditional teaching and that's traditional celebrity. And I think we're so used to that way of thinking that the normal consumer, the normal person just naturally is inclined towards that and uh -huh. a lot of astrologers and tarot card readers and everything on youtube or wherever they like that they like the celebrity and they just feed into it because it feels good for the ego um but i don't know i just I, i've done a lot of work on my values and i feel like for me 
my integrity is like the most important thing. <laughs> and so I just, I don't know, like even if I'm getting more popular or making more money or whatever, it doesn't really matter to me if I'm not doing it in a way that's like really, truly in alignment with who I am. And that's also why I think I took so long to really share my changing opinion about astrology and tarot and all of that. And it's not that my opinion has changed. Like I still love these methods, but it's just that I realized that at a certain point, it's not really healthy to just keep defining yourself in those terms. Like, have you ever had a conversation with somebody in the spiritual community where you're like, oh, what's been going on with you lately? And instead of them telling you like, you know, like what's actually been going on, like they, they got a new job or they got married or they are struggling with something, they speak like this, like, well, Saturn's transiting over my yeah. natal Venus and my Mercury has been in blah, blah, blah for this long. And so I have had, you know, I haven't been able to do anything. And it's like, it's like this victim mentality almost mm -hmm. like it's like a victimization through a system that like is outside of you, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after I, I absolutely know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And after having my like millionth conversation in that language, it, I just kind of was like, this isn't right. You know, like it, you should be happy because you're happy. You should be sad because you're sad. You shouldn't wait to feel or be validated to feel or express a certain thing because a transit is happening or your astrologer said so. And that being said, not everyone is like that, that uses astrology. Not everyone does that, but I, I still stand by what I said before that I think at a certain point we need to let go of like an externalized um, validation or, or an externalized definition of who we are. Ultimately, the master of himself defines himself by his own terms, his or herself, I should say. The master of his or herself um defines their weaknesses and their strengths and the reason why is because we can work hard we can put energy towards overcoming weaknesses and developing strengths we have that ability as humans and maybe those abilities are going to be constrained by things that happen to us throughout our lives but we can still put our best foot forward and we can still try our hardest you know it's just we shouldn't let life victimize us we shouldn't let others victimize us it's we're incredibly powerful and I just, I maybe, maybe it is that the last year I saw so many people losing their power to these governments and this disease or whatever that it's just like, we don't need one more thing to define us and tell us what to do and where to be and who to be with and all of that. It's just, we need less things like that. We need more things that help us to realize our true power and our true agency in life. And really that's the ultimate thing. Anybody that studied Kundalini or any form of spirituality knows that like, ultimately we're supposed to, um, have agency and be able to manifest in our lives. Like that's, that's what it is. Like that's what the spiritual path is all about. So why do we put all these blocks in our path? Mm -hmm. I just, I got to a point where it's like, I didn't want to do that to myself and, I still, I still use tarot. I still use the cards and everything, but it's just that um, I don't put all of my wishes and hopes and dreams and expectations into what my cards say or what my tarot says or anything like that. It's like, I, I, my, I guess it's like my main source of guidance 
which maybe it always was, but like now it's very conscious that I always look to myself first and foremost more than anything. Yeah, you, you know, this uh, uh, reminds me of a webinar that uh, I had with somebody who, who's an ex uh, uh, CXO banker and uh, Michael Mato. And he um, was talking about synchronicities and how to create synchronicities. He said the, the easiest way, the fastest way to uh, raise your vibration, you know, apart from all the mainstream things that you've heard, gratitude and blah, blah. Uh, is to actually go on a search, uh, start exploring, because this is when you open up. For example, you sit at a cafe and you experience people without judgment. You're you're curious about what they're doing, what they might be thinking about, and so on. So in a similar way, uh, I, I, I started viewing astrology, you know, as... as a little bit impeding my curiosity because if you're told what is going to happen or what is possible to happen you're not curious about what could really happen in your life so i'm also not dissing it because i have found um, applications of astrology that are really good such as for example uh, the uh, health diagnosis and um you know some some other psychological issues that may help you heal. So for healing, I think it's great. I also think it's great when when it comes to um, self-analysis. So when you see, when you have an axis of some energy and you can analyze how you can move from one side to the other or find a balance or explore both ends. But in the end, um, it's quite important for people to keep searching and not to be given the answer. So the, the constant search and curiosity about life is what's keeping you happy, keeping your vibration even up. So yeah, that's my view on astrology recently. <laughs> that's amazing. And yeah, I think the word, I, and I don't like to use the word healing for some reason, but like, I think healing is the, the place where astrology and tarot makes sense. And the reason I don't like to use the word healing is because I don't like to assume that people coming to astrology or tarot need healing you know mm -hmm. that's up to an individual to decide like i don't i, I meant medical of... um I, I meant more medical yeah. healing rather yeah mm -hmm. but it's like i want to find a better word for that but that's yeah. the best word we have is healing and for like the psychological stuff but um i love that you said curiosity because you were asking me before like how do you trust yourself like what's that process um and one of the keys is curiosity like that's actually something that i have taught my students whether it's in the tarot class or in some of the i don't know if i've taught it every year but i know there was one year i taught about that in the cards of truth class that curiosity is really a key to our intuitive process and curiosity in terms of being curious about why you're thinking something or why you're feeling something or you know why you're having a certain reaction to what's happening in your life really just becoming curious and exploring that for yourself that's important but also like um even when i do like specific intu intuition exercises with my students we go through a practice of using our curiosity to discover more whether it's like somebody's having a vision of something or they're hearing something in a reading um 
being becoming curious about what that is usually leads to finding out way more information. So we can use curiosity, like in our spiritual practice with clients and also just like with ourselves, you know, becoming curious about ourselves also in relationships, becoming curious about like our partners and what they're going through. So curiosity is like a huge thing that I've taught and I think is super important, but in terms of trusting yourself um, now, this is like an ongoing thing that I feel is not as easy as it sounds. It's not like you can just like stop using astrology, like especially somebody that checks their astrology chart every day or has really regular readings or is always using tarot. It's not like you can just stop using it and all of a sudden you like have all the answers to your questions. I think trusting yourself is like really a holistic sort of thing. It's about first off being physically healthy. So you can trust that main mechanism of your body to give you inputs and signals about what's going on. So getting your, like getting in tune with your body is really important. And also giving yourself, I mean, there's a lot to this, but it's just some things that are coming to mind now. Also giving yourself time and space in solitude and away from loud noises and distraction to really tune into yourself. And the one thing I've really struggled with the last three years, or I guess maybe two years is finding that, like, that's been really hard for me to just have peace and solitude and quiet. And I was living in like a really remote town in Costa Rica. And now I'm in the Midwest and it's still hard to find. So I can't imagine that many people can find that living in a city or living other types of lifestyles where it's like, they have to work all the time. They're always around people, you know, maybe less now with COVID, but yeah, I just, I know that real solitude and peace and quiet is incredibly hard to come by. And I think that that is really a place where people can tune into themselves and also being around nature. And again, that's becoming harder and harder to come by too, as we destroy our natural world and our natural resources with development, mining, um, drilling for oil and all these things. So it's like the things that we need the most to connect with ourselves, in my opinion, are becoming more and more rare, you know, and the constant propaganda of the news and all of that as well. And just the differing opinions we see on social media, all of that takes us away from what we innately know to be true and what we observe in life. Like, you know, when you, what you observe and see in your reality doesn't match at all what you see on social media, like that's disturbing, right? So it's like, there's a lot of distractions from, from our ability to tap into ourselves. And even like there are physiological distractions, like the, you know, the diets that most people eat. Um, I don't know, some people have really severe reactions to um, injections and things like that. You know, it's like if your body isn't in a healthy state, it's really hard for the mind and the heart to be heart, meaning like your emotions, the mind and the emotions to be in a healthy state either. So it's like we're working against a lot. And I think that's why more and more people are coming to astrology and tarot is because more and more we're losing these things that allow us to tap in. Like even, mm-hmm. even, even radio waves and frequencies, like people are worried about 5G, like who even knows if that can um, keep you from really 
we don't know. Like I'm not, I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but we don't know how these things impact us. It's just that what I'm trying to say in this conversation is that there's a lot of things that take us away from that piece, uh, that place of inner peace and really connecting even just like being trapped in our apartments, not getting sunshine, not being able to go on a walk. It's not healthy for us either. Right. So there's a lot of different. uh, In the end, we know very little about the the true history of humanity and when it was exactly the point in time when people started getting trapped in all this mind control in whatever shape or form it was imposed on us. But I don't know. What can we say? The only the only way to look for answers is indeed inside. This is what we started our conversation with. And I suggest this is where we end because we don't know. You were right. We started the conversation. We, we, don't, we simply don't know. The only thing we can trust is our intuition and what we find to be true inside. Right. So, yeah, there's that piece of it, which is like trusting yourself, which there's a, a lot to speak on with that, which we won't talk about right now. But also... The other thing that really helped me and guided me to a lot of these answers is studying nature. And Mm. I did that a lot through the study of the cards of truth, but studying the cards of truth as symbolizing aspects of nature and processes in nature. So that's beautiful. Ah, yeah. Okay. So you're bringing us to the new way you're reading tarot. Yeah. So I'm still right now, I'm still offering all the readings that I've always had. And I'm offering, I will be offering soon a Cards of Truth course, which I'm going to call the Cards of Truth Level 1. And that's, that is because I know personally that I would not feel the way that I feel today unless I would have studied the cards. I needed the cards. They helped me. They brought me a great sense of peace in my life and clarity in my life when I needed them. And I know other people are in a place where they need them too. And I'm not saying that I'm evolved beyond that point or that I'm in a better place or whatever. I just know that I needed the cards at a certain point in my life. And I want to make my knowledge, which is very vast about the cards available to others. Now I'm in a different place right now and I'm using all that I've learned from the cards in a completely different way. And so I will be offering a cards of truth level two class. And the interesting thing is that basically it's a cards of truth class without any cards. So it's taking a lot of the wisdom that I've learned and teaching this new approach and everything. And it will be available to anybody, whether or not they have studied the cards Anybody that wants to kind of develop this mechanism within themselves through their own wisdom, through their own understanding, um, to be able to trust themselves and to basically, you know, recalibrate their inner compass and be able to actually read it, see it, hear it and all of that for themselves. So I, I know how valuable these different tools are. I just don't think that they're the be all end all, you know, there's some, there's another there's more, you know, there's more. And I think to get into that full place of empowerment is really important. And that's what I hope will happen with this cards of truth level two is really getting people there or not. I don't want to say me getting them there, having people get themselves there through, you know, developing their own processes, which is really important to me. And, you know, 
anything that I can do to create a world that will offer peace and quiet and nature and solitude and all that kind of stuff is important to me too. And I think that's where my efforts will be going in the future is like making sure that we live in a world where we can tune into ourselves that it's possible to, to, to turn into ourselves rather than being in this constant state of needing to seek answers from a guru or an astrologer or whatever. I just don't think that that's the world that I want to live in. I want to live in a world where I'm empowered and everyone else around me is empowered and not just thinking that I have all their answers for them mm-hmm. or that somebody else does, you know? So that's mm-hmm. it. That's where I'm at now. And to me, that's exciting because I'd rather be surrounded by a bunch of empowered people than a bunch of people that, um, you know, are relying on these YouTube gurus for all their answers and just needing more and more and more. And it's just not sustainable. It's not healthy. And ultimately, I think there will be a an expiration date on that. But I don't know. People will enjoy that, like I said. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think your, your, your dreams are very worthwhile. <laughs> I succumb yeah. to that. <laughs> I really enjoyed this topic, Nicole. I, I think your view of the world is amazing. We share a lot of similar values. Oh, so, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you so much. So NicoleBrenny.com is your website. And when are you starting your new course for the level two at, uh, Cards of Truth? So information about all that will be coming up within the next month and hopefully we'll be starting in June or July. And if anybody wants to be on the email list to be the first to receive information, my email is hi, H-I at NicoleBrenny.com. And my courses have sold out in the past. So it is important to be on that email list if you really want to get in. So with the Cards of Truth level two, you you don't need any experience. If you're just inspired by that concept, then it's a good course for you. Same with the Cards of Truth level one, no experience needed, but you do need like software and things like that. So yeah. Awesome. It's been a tremendous pleasure for me, Nicole, to have you on Heal and Learn. You're welcome to come back at any time. If you have new information, something you would like to share, you're always welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to really get to talk to you and I'll definitely be keeping up with what you're doing and all of that. So thank you. Thank you.